Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Joe. 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Where you at? At Dan Day Radio on social media. Hit me up. And oh yeah. It's a feel-good Friday, so I'm going to have some reggae music throughout to kind of set the mood, sink into your system, and make you feel irie. Going to make you feel irie in just a few minutes as we check in with the Joe Rose Show. They are talking to Tony Pauline, all things NFL Draft. Dolphins made some moves today. Ooh, very exciting. Greeny talking about that big NBA trade deadline with Tim Legler. Then Hawk and Crowder touching them all with Mike Wallace. Right now, let's touch them all with the headlines. The Heat. Traded Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a first-round swapping rights to Houston for Victor Oladipo. LaMarcus Aldridge has been bought out by the Spurs, and Miami is a favorite for him to sign. The Heat did lose to Portland 125-122 last night and play the Hornets tonight at 8. The Panthers lost again to Chicago 3-0. Next up is Dallas tomorrow at 8. After signing with the Marlins recently, Gio Gonzalez has retired. The Fish are back in spring training action in just a few minutes at 6 o'clock, a little after 6 o'clock, against the Astros. Opening day is Thursday against the Rays. Inter-Miami has released updated team numbers. Rudolfo Pizarro will wear number 10. Canes guard Chris Likes is turning pro while Isaiah Wong continues to weigh his options. The U.S. men's national team defeated them reggae boys from Jamaica 4-1 last night. They'll face Northern Ireland Sunday at noon. The Canes baseball team begin a three-game series against Virginia tonight. And now, after a long week, let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) Authorities have discovered that the Florida woman who was recently found naked in a storm drain was missing for three weeks and ended up there after going on a swim. Two things. How does a swim wind you up in a storm drain? And I don't even want to know how she survived for those three weeks and what she ate. Oh. Video has been released of a Chicago squirrel stealing a package from a porch front. Man, Chicago is gutta. A woman recently revealed that she plans to serve McDonald's and pizza at her wedding reception. The real question is, will it be open bar? An anonymous woman on Reddit posted a picture of a cost spreadsheet her boyfriend sent her on their recent romantic weekend getaway. Ah, nothing more romantic than a spreadsheet, much less a cost spreadsheet. Doesn't cost you a thing to hear some Joe Rose in the morning, weekdays from 6 to 10, 
earlier today, Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, talked to Tony Pauline about who is Miami going to take in that NFL draft. It's getting interesting, I'm telling you that. Also, they touch on Najee Harris and is Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold? Our buddy Tony Pauline, NFL draft analyst at ProFootballNetwork.com, going to talk to us here for a couple minutes. Tony, today, BYU Pro Days. Is this going to be one of the most watched Pro Days this year for any of the draft prospects? I'm sure a lot of guys, a lot of eyes will be on uh, Zach Wilson, see if he can get the ball downfield, watch his accuracy. And, uh, you know, the, the medicals will also be important for uh, Zach Wilson. Tony, um, I, I, before we get going on all this Pro Day stuff, I was just curious. So I see Exos combines and, and stuff that are run by these training facilities that that uh, all these players are going to to get themselves ready to, to be the best for testing. How much do teams, when they have these combines like Exos, do the teams take them with credibility? How, how much do they count when NFL teams see a 40-yard dash or something else? They don't. They absolutely do not. And I, I think that's part of the – that's a problem for the league. I mean, they will look at the film for position drills, you know, to see if a guy's got hip flexibility, if a, if a defensive back can backpedal, things like that. But as far as the testing numbers, uh, they don't count at all. And, you know, you've you got to be careful because what happens is a lot of these agents are putting out, oh, my guy ran, you right. know, uh, ran a 4.38 in the 40, and then he, he goes to his pro day and he runs a 4.5. The scouts are going to wonder what's going on. Yeah. But really what the league should have done, I, I believe, and I, I've said this time and time again, is they should have let the scouts attend, attend these pro days at these workout facilities, you know, just to give the players, a, a, you know, some additional advantage of working out. Uh, but the league wouldn't allow scouts there, and, and I, I think there was a mistake on their part. Yeah, and, and just to follow up to that, and, and if I'm wrong, let me know, because I've been wrong plenty in the morning here. Rashad Bateman, you know, right. there was a little bit of a knock on his speed, and all of a sudden I, something pops up that he ran a four three nine. so I was like, oh, Minnesota must have had their pro day. And they're going, ah, now he'll show the NFL that he ran this four three nine. And so anybody paying attention to his four three nine? Not at, not at the uh, workout, but, but that's what I mean. If he goes to Minnesota's Pro Day and, and then he runs a 4-5-2 or something like that, right. you know, scouts are going to laugh. They're going to wonder what's going on, so you've you got to be careful. Tony, Finns are at three right now. What do you think is going to end up happening? Stay put or trade? And if stay put, who's your best player on the board for them there still at three right now? Has anything changed? I think it's going to be Jamar Chase. As I reported yesterday, there are some in the Miami front office who would prefer not to take – a player that opted out of the season with their early selections, which means that if that's true and they're all in unison with that thinking, you can take Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell off the board. Now, granted, neither of those players have worked out. Uh, the LSU Pro Day is uh, next Wednesday. I mean, that could change, and that's not, that's not, from what I've been told, that's not a decision that's in unison with everybody. I mean, I think it's going to be Jamar Chase. I, I think a trade down is also a possibility uh, if the right offer is made. I want to ask you, B, we, we got one glaring need, and I know wide receiver and running back have been talked about Tony a lot, but, but right now we got rid of Shaq Lawson. We, we don't have a guy to line up at the right defensive end, nothing against Van Ginkle. He's going to rotate around, do some different things. They need another guy. Who in your mind is the best pass rusher? I was looking at all the highlights last night. Uh, who do you like that's got the best chance in year one to have six-plus sacks in a season from the outside? I don't know that I like anybody to have six-plus sacks. I mean, there are some good pass rushers. Obviously, Gregory Rousseau of Miami of Florida. 
Ronnie Perkins of Oklahoma, I like a lot. Quiddy Pay of Michigan, Aziz Ojolari, although he's more of a stand-up outside linebacker. I, I think the three guys that I mentioned can come out of a three-point stance. Uh, I, I think that it's, there's going to be bumps in the road for most of those guys, mm. especially somebody like Rousseau, who didn't play last year, only had really one big year uh, of college football, and then, and then chose to opt out. Uh, I think they all have some upside. Uh, I think, you know, Quiddy Pay is probably the type of player that fits uh, the mold that the Dolphins want uh, if they look in that direction with their second pick in round one. Yeah, that number 18 pick is exactly where I was going to focus on next with you. If it's not going to be that and we stick to that offensive side of the ball, could Najee Harris, could a running back go at 18? Is that too early in your eyes to take a guy like that? Like, where do you have Najee if he's not going 18 to the Dolphins? Well, I, I know that the Dolphins like him, the Pittsburgh Steelers like him, and I also know that the uh, Buffalo Bills like him. So he's going to go somewhere, you know, from that 18 to 28 area. Is it too early for him? I don't think so. I mean, Najee Harris is actually the 17th player on my board right now. He's a, ter- he's a ter- terrific back. He can grind it out on the inside. He's got terrific power. He's got real good short area quickness where he can bounce it around the outside. He's a three-down back in the sense that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can block on passing downs if you leave him in the backfield. Uh, and he's, he's multidimensional carrying the ball. Not a real creative back, but I absolutely love the kid's game. Tony, do you think this uh, this quarterback, I see some of these mock drafts and we sit and read everybody, yours and everybody else's top boards and, and also mock drafts that are out. Um, I'm just curious, do you, do you think the five quarterbacks everybody's talked about, Wilson, Fields, Lance, Jones, we know about Trevor Lawrence already, uh, how high do these these guys go? Could you see him going one, two, three, and four in the draft? No, okay. no I, I mean, somebody would have to obviously trade up. Uh, I, I think that they're all top 15 picks. I mean, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson will come off the board quickly. I think then, it, you know, Carolina needs a, a, a quarterback. Does Atlanta take a quarterback? I think one, two, three, four is uh, obviously Miami would have to trade out to somebody who wants to move up. Uh, but I, I think that quarterbacks are usually overdrafted. Taking these guys one, two, three, four would be ridiculously overdrafting the quarterbacks. Hey, Tony, I, I also want to ask you, I'm glad we have you on. I appreciate you finding time for us. I know you've been super busy. Uh, we know about the top three wide receivers. We're talking about them all going high in the draft, if you believe that, Waddle and Smith and then uh, Chase from LSU. Is that next group close and have the potential of those top three guys in your mind? No. There's at least a half-round difference, wow. uh, almost a full-round difference between uh, them and the next, in the next group. I mean – the next group of receivers I have is Rondell Moore of Purdue, Rashad Bateman of uh, Minnesota, and Kadarius Toney, and I all have them as late first round, early second round picks. So you're, you're talking that the top three guys who you mentioned are probably all going to go in the top 12, and you may not have a uh, another receiver mm-hmm. drafted until late 20s. Waddle's going to have to run a 40 right on this broken ankle, and just to, to follow up on this wide receiver, I saw him on the side. He didn't run the other day. He's going to have to run for these uh, scouts, correct? I was told that the plan right now is for him to run. I'm told that he is basically just at the point now where he can do everything as far as training is concerned. He can do all the football work. He can do all the uh, training for the testing, the 40, the vertical. So the plan right now is if if there's no twinge in his ankle between now and uh, the 30th, 
that uh, he expects to work out. We'll see what happens. Tony, I saw that you said in uh, the Draft Insider show that the Dolphins are going to be looking at that cornerback position in the first three rounds. Uh, even after drafting a guy in the first round last year and then having those two big contracts on the board for them now, you still think that's priority pick for them in the first you know, three rounds, the first two days? I, yeah, I don't know that it's a priority pick, but that's what they do. I mean, that, that, you know, that's what Coach Flores likes. He comes from the New England system. You get a lot of defensive backs in there, and you know they want – you know, it's a passing league, and if it's a passing league, how do you stop the pass? Well, you either rush the passer, or you get a lot of big guys who can stop uh, who can stop the ball when it's in the air. So I don't know that it's a priority position, a priority for them as far as need is concerned, but that's what they want. Tony, I know it doesn't matter, but did you have a higher uh, mark uh, coming out grade on Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson? I'm just curious. I was never very high on Sam Darnold coming out. I thought he was overrated. I've got a higher grade on Zach Wilson. And the reason is Sam Darnold did not protect the ball well at USC. I mean, he was the guy who threw a lot of interceptions. He was the guy who lost the ball, fumbling it from snaps or rolling outside the pocket. And that really concerned me uh, moving to the next level. So to answer your question, I've got Zach Wilson rated significantly higher. What could Sam? What do you think Sam Darnold uh, right now? What do you think the Jets can get for him if they are going to move on with Zach Wilson, draft him second overall? Could they get back a first round pick for Sam Darnold, or is it going to be a lower pick? First round picks, I, I don't. I I would be surprised if they get that. I think it's a second round pick. Darnold does have value in the league. There are a lot of teams that like him. A lot of teams that think that, you know, the last two years under Adam Gase has been a disaster for him, and that's been the problem. They think he's got some upside. Um, first round is, you know, he hasn't played like a first rounder, that's for sure. Hasn't played close to a first rounder, especially the last two years. So I, I think a second day pick, uh, maybe a second day pick and then a conditional pick in the future. Hey, Tony, real quickly, just a, a guy back here in, in South Florida that, uh, that Patrick Sertan Jr., you talk about going out while all his buddies were watching and just saying, let's get this over right now, and so there'll be no question. You think every team would just love to see every guy go out and work out and do everything, and anybody want to interview me, hurry up. I'm here. Let's do it. Uh, pretty impressive, huh, to see? I mean, he's always been graded as my number one corner cornerback. I, I mean, coming into the season, I never had Celeb Farley, who everybody talks about as my number one corner. I've always had him further down the list, so I'm not surprised by it. And, you know, the pro day workout – is tailor-made for some prospects. It wasn't tailor-made for Mac Jones because he doesn't have the great physical skills. But when a guy like Patrick Sertain, who's big and he's physical and he's fast and he's explosive and he's able to work out there, as they say in the underwear Olympics, everyone's going to swoon over him. But the fact is, watch the film. He's a darn good cornerback besides being a real good athlete. I, Tony, my, my question is this, and obviously we saw the numbers come out from Micah Parsons, and if you looked at people, and I see draft boards or mock drafts from, from months ago, Micah was very high up on, on a lot of people's lists. Um, where do you have Micah Parsons on your big board, and are people afraid to draft him because of position? Like, I'm just not sure what his deal is because he looks like a freak, and obviously the numbers from yesterday from the pro day were just ridiculous, but where is Micah Parsons on your list? Well, first let me say, you know, they may, they may want to remeasure that 40 yards because the numbers for everybody yeah. at that Penn State Pro Day were off the charts. Right. I mean, everybody right. ran That's much faster. Yeah. Uh, insane times, and I'm watching four threes <laughs> after four threes from linebacker. I'm like, what's going on here? Are they running downhill or what's happening? Uh, now, now, as far as Parsons' workout's concerned, no one was surprised by it. I mean, everyone knows he's a physical freak. If you watch the film, he makes plays with his explosiveness, with his athleticism, 
with his ability to get from point A to point B quickly. The problem with Parsons, and I wrote it up in my report, is you know the instincts run hot and cold. Sometimes he doesn't do a good job diagnosing plays. Sometimes he looks like he's searching for the ball rather than reacting to the action. And, you know, on Saturday, it's very easy to make plays or to recover from mental mistakes with your speed and with your athleticism. It's not as easy to do that on Sunday. So Parsons is going to be an interesting guy. He is a top-five athlete, but when you add in the instincts and everything else, I think he's more somewhere between pick 8 to 15. Tony, it's always great having you, man. Thank you so much. No, you're super busy. Thanks for finding a little bit of time for us here in South Florida. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for having me. This draft is going to be crazy. We're going to host our draft party. I've got some craziness for me in the works. It's going to be like a big Zoom meeting, and you are invited. I'll give you details as it gets closer. Just circle your calendar to follow the draft with us. More details at WQAM.com. Greeny's on the way. If I singled one out, it would be Aaron Gordon. I'd put him number one. I'd put Rajon Rondo uh, 1A going to the Clippers. Greeny and legs. What a combination. You'll get all that and more here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. Well, yeah, I am Dan Day, and you know it is a feel-good Friday because you got that feel-good music in the background. A little bit of that eek, a mouse, Border Patrol, talking about getting across the border here in Miami to I-95. Oh, yeah, that always makes you feel good. you got to feel good when Greeny's rocking your radio or your listening device, whatever you want to talk about. He gets in touch with Legs, Tim Legler, talking about the time Tim Legler got traded, and then more about the NBA treadline. Plus, biggest trade ranked and who's the championship favorites now in the NBA. One place to start is with the trade deadline in the NBA, which was busy yesterday. We wondered if there would be a lot of wheeling and dealing, and there most certainly was. And here to tell you who the biggest winners and losers were was the, is the one and only Tim Legler, who joins me on the aforementioned Goodyear Hotline. Hello again, Tim Legler. Greeny, what's up? Good to be with you again. Well, it's a pleasure. We had a good time on TV today. And before I get to the biggest trades of yesterday, a little birdie whispered in my ear that I should ask you, when you were traded during your NBA career, as yesterday was a day filled with trades, where is it that you found yourself when you were traded back when you were a player? Well, ironically, I was on a season ticket holder cruise for the Washington Wizards. So I'm on this cruise when I get word and we were sailed, I think, from New York down to Bermuda and back. So we were in Bermuda docked and I get word that I have officially been traded to the Orlando Magic. So it was kind of surreal oh. to uh, experience that when you're on a vacation, actually an event and a function by the team that just traded you. What did you do? Very strange, actually. I, I was so thrown by it and kind of put off by it because the way I found out, I wasn't actually, didn't find out first from the team, and it kind of upset me. I actually disembarked, and I said, you know what? I'm not comfortable sailing back with uh, <laughs> these events that you have me scheduled to do. I just got traded by the team. I disembarked, and I proceeded to basically find my own way home. I regretted it immediately that I made that decision. I could have just sailed back and enjoyed some of the lovely cruise food that they had, but I decided... Uh, uh, you know, my, my uh, type A personality got the best of me in the moment, and I ended up finding my own way back after that. So it was kind of, it was kind of bizarre the way that all played out. Which team made the most important move yesterday? Wh- which team uh, was the biggest winner, I guess is the easiest way to put it, of trade deadline day? If 
I singled one out, it would be Aaron Gordon. I'd put him number one. I'd put Rajon Rondo uh, 1A going to the Clippers. So let's start with Aaron Gordon. I I look at that team and I say, all right, they've got an MVP candidate. Uh, They've got Jamal Murray, who showed you last year what he's capable of doing in a big moment in the playoffs. You know, Michael Porter Jr. is a guy I think is going to get there as their third star. He's starting to get his legs under him. He missed some time early in the year, and he's getting better every night. So he, he might be there and, like, have arrived by the time they get to the postseason. So that's a lot of firepower already. And then you go out and you add a guy that is a perfect complementary piece to what you already have because of his defensive abilities. Aaron Gordon is a guy with his body type, his athletic ability, he is made to guard the guys you're going to have to guard in the Western Conference. When you look at LeBron, AD, uh, you look at Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, he's got the, the athletic ability, the lateral speed to guard smaller players. He's got the physical strength to guard bigger guys. Best part about him, you don't have to really change anything offensively to incorporate him in. I mean, a lot of the guys that change teams, you immediately think, well, how's that going to work offensively with what that team already has? It's not the case with Aaron Gordon. He's not a slouch offensively, but you don't need to run stuff for him to get benefit from him every night and if you have a situation where you're in a postseason and you know Michael Porter Jr. is having a rough night or Jamal Murray's not playing well he is capable of having a 20-point game when you need it but he's also giving you all these other things defensively so I think for them to round out their starting lineup with what they already have by getting Aaron Gordon that to me is the big winner of the day Rondo would be a close second because I just you talk about a guy Taylor made to give a team what they lack. The Clippers have no vocal leadership. They need to get smarter on the floor. They need a guy that's not going to wilt when the lights get turned up in the postseason. He's got an incredible postseason resume of having massive moments for teams he's been on when they need it. I don't think the Lakers win last year without Rajon Rondo, even at this stage of his career. So to add that to a Clippers team that has a lot of doubts about their ability to get it done in the postseason and lack of leadership on that team – that also, to me, a home run. Greeny and Timmy Legler with me here. Let's let's make this straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, Tim. Denver is not Los Angeles, and the Nuggets have basically no history, and the Lakers have all the history. But if we just reversed the uniforms, if the Denver Nuggets, as currently constituted after yesterday, were actually the Los Angeles Lakers, wouldn't we be saying they are the team to beat for the championship this year, or at least in the West? No, that's a great point. That's an absolutely great point. It's a fair point, too. But I think it's also, for some people, will be selling Denver short to think they can't get it done the way they're constructed. This isn't a team with no playoff experience. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think sometimes you forget. Because they aren't the marquee, sexy team that the Lakers are. You know, They're not on national TV as much. They're starting to get there because Jokic is such a fun player to watch and he's such a unique player in the way that he dominates and controls the game. And they've got playoff experience. They went to the conference finals a year ago. They beat the Clippers. This is a team that is on the cusp. They're incredibly well coached. So you're right. I think if you had this starting five and it was just about anywhere else in these major cities in the league, you would be looking at them as the favorite to win the championship. Maybe outside of Brooklyn, because I, you know, that those three guys being put together in a major market like Brooklyn, you know, if those three guys are all healthy, it, to me, it's how are you supposed to come up with something defensively to stop that? We haven't seen those guys together very much. 
So that still has to be answered. But, man, I mean, that's the greatest collection of offensive talent, top three guys of any roster in the history of this league in terms of raw scoring power, maybe outside of them. But if Denver, you put Denver and any of these other cities that we're talking about all the time, yeah, I think you're right because that's how good their starting five is. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. And so as a final thought here, because you bring up the Nets, they remain the most interesting thing. If if they're healthy and they don't win it, what will the reason be? If I have you on this radio show the day after they get knocked out of the playoffs, wherever they do, even if it's the finals, and all three of those guys were playing, what will be the reason they didn't win it? It could be one of two things. One could be they find themselves in tough spots and they end up playing my turn, your turn type basketball. And that's gotten some of those guys in trouble in the past and other places they've been. It's, it's been the reason James Harden has had a difficult time breaking through. It, it definitely was the reason that Oklahoma City couldn't break through when Kevin Durant was paired with Russell Westbrook. It's the reason the Boston Celtics failed a couple of years when Kyrie Irving was there because they try to do too much in the moment to bail their team out because they always think, all three of them think, they're the best option at that time. So that could be one reason. And then, you know, defensively, they just they find themselves in some big moments and they're just not able to get done defensively what they need to. But I don't think either one of those things can happen. They answered the first one for the most part because Kyrie Irving and James Harden have proven they're comfortable in their respective lanes that they have been put in with this team. It is clearly James Harden's team. And Kyrie Irving accepting that and being more of an off-ball scorer and thriving in that role as he did in next to LeBron James. He's doing a similar thing here next to James Harden. They solved a lot of that. And then Kevin Durant, it doesn't matter who he's playing with. It seems like he can just go with 30 effortlessly. He doesn't care who's going to over-dribble the ball or what else. I'm just going to get mine when I get mine and do it efficiently. So I don't think that would be the problem. But if you're asking me to give you a reason, that would probably be why. Yeah. All right. We will see. Timmy Legs, thanks a million for this. I always appreciate it, my friend. Have a great weekend, and I will see you next week. You got it, Greeny. Great insight from Greeny weekdays from 10 to noon right here on 560 The Joe. In the afternoons, you know you got my dude dudes, Hawk and Crowder, talking to a dude himself. So no, I'm not letting Mike Wallace walk in here like a smooth operator when my head's exploding. Mike Wallace going to try to figure out all the craziness going on with the Dolphins and the Heat next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Lucifer, son of the morning, I'm going to chase you out of earth. 560 The Joe, Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Hopefully you're having a good feel-good Friday. The music in the background hopefully makes you feel a little bit better. A little disco devil from Lee Scratch Perry. Let it just soak in. The reggae, of course. You know what I'm talking about. It is the weekend, though. So whatever you do, that's your business. Tons of basketball all weekend long. Got the heat tonight. NCAA March Madness over the next four days. You know I'm going to be at some dive bar or even at my house. Drinking some beers and watching some basketball. Speaking basketball, Hawk and Crowder. Talk to a guy who used to live right here in Miami and cover the Heat, Mike Wallace. He wants to be back, but he's doing good in Memphis. They are talking to him about the Heat and Dolphins making moves and the great Heat deal that was made just the other day. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we can do smooth operator. There's, there's too many trades between the Dolphins and the Heat in the last 24 hours. This is way too soothing. I need something confusing, Solano. You got nothing to do with Mike? Yeah. No, no, it does. No, it absolutely does. I'm about to walk off this show. Too many trades. Spent 24 hours trying to learn how to say Bielitsa. And, uh, and that's like the eighth most important thing all of a sudden. It's happening. So, no, I'm not letting Mike Wallace walk in here like a smooth operator when my head's exploding.
Still going to be smooth as eggs, baby. <laughs> Mike Wallace, he's the senior editor and NBA analyst for Grind City Media with Grizzlies.com. And he covered the heat for a long time here in South Florida, sports here in South Florida. Covered the Big Three for ESPN's Heat Index during the Big Three era. A friend of the program. And uh, the Dolphins have very... Uh, have really confused me, Mike, over the last <laughs> like about an hour before the show started and the heat yesterday with all their moves. Uh, just uh, uh, can you relax me? Can you give me some smooth, smooth operator uh, words of wisdom? Hey, man, just take it in stride one day at a time, brother. That's all you got to do. Ooh, man, I told you. that worked on me. I'm not even lying. That's it. That's it. All of that's a sudden. It. That's all it is. And man. I didn't. E- I don't even feel like I moved at all, and all of a sudden I am sitting in my hot tub, and I have a glass of wine <laughs> next to me. How did that happen? How did that happen? You gotta drink this some wine. Dude, all, around. This, this dude's yeah. magical. Hey, that's all it takes, man. Just hey, 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 ain't nobody playing a game tomorrow, right? Well, maybe the NBA they are. They play every day. Actually, when I started the show today, when I started the show today, I said, you know what? There's there's all this dolphin stuff. It feels so frenetic, but Nothing's going to happen, at least till the end of April when the draft happens anyway. So we can all, like, we don't need to figure out this very moment what it all means. We've got plenty of time to try to figure it out. Um, no, nah, you do. And, and let you me, know what? And, and the thing is, the thing is, Hawk, is that when you, when you look at, like, where, where the Heat are, they're making moves that, that, that are generating some excitement. Um, obviously, the Dolphins are doing things. I mean, hopefully it trends in a direction that continues the momentum that they had uh, as one of the surprise teams in the league, at least through the first half of the schedule last season. And then and then you look at, you know, the Marlins kind of came out of nowhere and snuck up and tried to be a contender a little bit last year, too. So, you know, it, it's an exciting time to be down there, man. I, I miss you guys, man, but I'm keeping track of everything. I, I'm not even lying. Crowder and I were talking about this. The, the front offices here in Miami right now, Pat Riley, I mean, we saw it yesterday. He's still the godfather. I'm going to ask you about that in a second Chris Greer with the Miami Dolphins I've dubbed him the Greer father because he he put together I think some magic today with the Marlins they hired Kim Ang so you have the first female as a general manager in Major League Baseball and the Panthers I don't know how much you've been following them but Bill Zito their new general manager they've made some fantastic changes I mean we've got some really good front office people going on here so Feels good right now, yeah. uh, but like you say, it's got to translate into victories on the court and the field and the the diamond and the ice. So uh, hopefully, it yeah, will. it does, and, and and I think it, I, th- I think it will. I think uh, you know you got too many smart people uh, doing it the right way um, with with a combination of Pat Riley's wisdom and and and, and decades of experience to. You know, some of the new wave things that are going on with analytics and just the progressive movement in, in, in the Marlins and, and the Dolphins front office. So, yeah, man, I mean, a, a brother's not too too up on the hockey NHL part of it, but I trust you on that. So I'm going to go ahead and leave that one to you. Crowder's up on it. Crowder, Crowder, speak oh. the gospel on, on hockey. Tell him. Man, they pucking, Mike. They bought their pucking boy. <laughs> I said, Mike, I said they That's were balling for 10 years, and about a week ago somebody told me, Bro, why do you say balling with hockey? There's no ball involved. So, yeah, they pucking. They pucking. If that's not a billboard campaign for the Panthers this year, they are missing the boat. They pucking boy. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, like usual. Stand You're there. welcome. I'll lob it up for everybody. Let me ask you about the heat, Mike, before, uh, before we all uh, get sidetracked. So, it was a busy day yesterday for the heat. 
the nuts and bolts of what they did, they acquired Victor Oladipo and Nemanja Bielica, and they gave mm-hmm. up Kelly Olynyk, Mo Harkless, Avery Bradley, and Chris Silva to do so. That's mm-hmm. a really good day, isn't it? Oh, man, that's, a, <laughs> that's an excellent day. I mean, it's like Pat Riley pulling a rabbit out of a hat again. You know, for him to do that without giving up just about any – I mean, no one he gave up is someone you said, man, you know, wow, I, I can't believe that happened. And then, you know, when you obviously add in, you know, what happened before the trade deadline – bringing in another veteran like Trevor Ariza who can help you and getting rid of Myers Leonard who would, who would have been a headache no matter what uh, uh, strides he tried to make. You get rid of that distraction. You, you, you just may well have LaMarcus Aldridge on the way. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you basically revamped this team and this supporting cast with a lot of guys who have experience, playoff experience, know how to play. No one is going to try to do too much, and they all can fit within the culture that you're trying to build. Um, and they all pretty much have a chip on their shoulder with something to prove. So, again, I said it before, man, if the Heat can get right, you know, they're, they're top four team in the East, and I think this puts them right back in that mix. And, and, and again, they're the defending Eastern Conference champions. People tend to forget that. So they have the formula. They just had to add a couple of guys that know their roles and can be reliable, and we'll see if these guys can hold up. And, Mike, speaking of Pat Riley, I love him. He's the godfather. I praise him every time I get a chance. I really don't know why he's that good at his job. Like, why is Pat Riley better at GMing than other GMs? Well, I mean, it's almost like what Hawk did. You know what I mean? He needed everybody to be calm, so he called me, right? And I just I just laid the <laughs> pipes down, you know what I'm saying, and smoothed the whole situation over, right? And, and, and really Pat did. Riley has that, man. You know, he has that, he has that, that sparkling, shining – I don't even call it gray hair. That's platinum. You know what I'm saying? He's got platinum hair, right? <laughs> platinum hair, platinum rings, platinum watch. You know what I mean? And just the experience that, look, when you have Miami, a seductive city that half the league have homes in or off-season homes in anyway, um, the culture of knowing what it takes to win, accountability that, okay, I have to come in and just do my part and everything else will be taken care of, and a medical staff that sort of rejuvenates guys. Everything is is right right there. And and, uh, good for Pat, man. I mean, because it's not just Pat. I mean, Pat will tell you, listen, I'll close the deal like a great recruiter, but but Andy Ellisberg and everybody that's working in that front office and all these guys that have been doing it for years, uh, and Eric Spoelstra having more of a voice in the personnel now. I mean, all of those things uh, matter, and, uh, and and kudos to them for pulling this off. Now they just have to keep keep building the way they were uh, the last couple of weeks. Mike Wallace is with us, longtime NBA reporter. Um, so did they make the right move, though? Because we know now. They could have had Kyle Lowry if they were willing to get rid of Tyler Hero. That seems to be pretty Uh evident. And obviously, Pat Riley believes Tyler Hero's upside is pretty damn good because they passed on Kyle Lowry, essentially. Did they make the right Uh move in doing that? You know what? when, When it comes down to Victor Oladipo versus Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo is the better player and the more dynamic player right now. I mean, I don't, I don't even know why that's even a debate uh, when it comes to it. I mean, Oladipo's problem is that, you know, he's kind of gotten in his own head. He kind of gets a little moody at times. Um, he doesn't – I don't want to say he doesn't give his all to every spot that he goes to. But if he goes in and feels like you don't believe in him, it's hard for him to try to, to reach that level. And, and when you got Pat Riley and Eric Spolster in there, they're going to remove all of that, that mental clutter that Oladipo is going to come in with. They're going to check his body to make sure he's right. And if he's right, this is a guy that can play with Jimmy. He can back up Jimmy. You know, he gives you a guy that can give you 20, 25. He can shoot it uh, and score from all three levels. 
Um, he, he's a he's a, a off ball defender who can get out in passing lanes when he's right. He's just a better player right now, and, and he gives you more of a punch. Kyle Lowry is a is a ball pounding point guard, and you already have that uh, in terms of you know what, what Jimmy Butler needs the ball and Goran Dragic needs the ball. And I, I just think right now Victor Oladipo is a better fit. Uh, for what Miami's trying to do and what they need to do to get their other guys going as well. And now the league is all about big threes. You know, there's some big twos like the Lakers, but the big threes. Where does Bam, Jimmy, Oladipo, can 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 that big three have longevity and winning in this league? Uh, Bam, Oladipo, well, I mean, see, I'm trying to think is, 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 see, the thing is Miami really doesn't have the big, like, Oladipo can be a, a, the third guy in the big three, so to speak. It, it, it's almost like, Man, I, I really want Tyler Hero to get back to where he was last year. Because, like, people are going to scout for Oladipo. They're going to scout for Butler. They're going to scout for Bam. But Hero is positioned in a, in a spot where, you know, if, if, if he's your fourth best option or your fifth best option, you're better than a lot of teams because he's better than a lot of other teams' fifth best option when it comes to what he can do and the versatility when his mind is right and when he's put in the right spot. So I think it's a big two plus three or four other guys that need to really step up and contribute because Duncan Roberts has to be able to be that guy too. You have to be able to form, come come up with lineups that keep his shooting threat on the floor without him having to put the ball on the floor too much to try to create his own. So I, I don't envy Spolstra for trying to figure out how this is going to work, but it's going to be fun to watch, um, especially if they can close the deal uh, and, and get LaMarcus in there too to play alongside Bam because that's another big body. We talked a couple weeks ago, guys, about – when you line up against Philadelphia and some of the team, some of the few teams that have big bodies, you need a guy that's willing to bang at least defensively. And uh, and, and Lamarcus gives you the respect and the potential uh, to give you some buckets too on that end of the court if he if he's right. We saw that last night because Enos Cantor wore our ass out last night. I think he had ten <laughs> offensive rebounds. <laughs> Mike, one one on the way out. Mike, who won yesterday? What team? What team bettered themselves more? than other teams that were in, you know, trying to trade throughout the deadline? I would say Denver. I would say Denver. Um, I, I would rank it like this. Denver, Miami, Chicago as one, two, three. You know what I'm saying? Denver, Denver gets the goal. Oh, Miami did better than Chicago? Miami did better than Chicago because Miami already knew what it was before the trade deadline. So all they had to do was augment what they already are to take the next step. And plus, they were trending in a good direction before then. Uh, Chicago was sort of fluttering. You know what I mean? And, and I do think Vucevic helps them out. they got a couple other pieces that's going to help them take a jump. But it still has to come together and make sense for Chicago first. Miami already has the blueprint in place, and these guys are just willing to come in and buy in. Mike Wallace from Grind City Media, Grizzlies.com. You can find him on Twitter at MyMikeCheck. MyMikeCheck. I think the most important thing we learned during this segment is that Mike Wallace is our Pat Riley. Like he can come in, doesn't matter what's going on. Mike Wallace comes in, he throws his pencils down on the table in front of us, like his rings, and everything is all right in the world for just a little bit in time. <laughs> Thank just you. Just a little bit. Now, you know just what? I want to hear smooth operator going out now, Solana, because now I'm relaxed. I'm in the hot tub. I got my glass of wine. Now I now I feel like the music is more appropriate. Can we find that on the way out all here? You, and all you need now is a little company. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Lori? 
Lori. She always, she, she's always like, oh, between two and six, he's not going to bug me. Now, now she's about to find out. Hey, Lori. Always fun with Hawk and Crowder weekdays from two to six. Speaking of fun, it is officially the weekend. We got the heat tonight. Got some U.S. men's national team on Sunday, as I mentioned earlier. Playing Northern Ireland. My doo-doo, Christian Pulisic going to be playing. Sergino Dest got his first goal as a U.S. national. Yes, legit. Had two legit goals. I'm into it, man. I am into all soccer, but especially U.S. men's national soccer. And then when Inter-Miami starts in April, going to be all over that. Love the MLS. I don't care what anybody says. I keep it real. But really, this weekend, it's all about beer and basketball. B&B. Beer and basketball, maybe some bars, maybe some babes. Keep the bees, man. Keep it simple like that. Hopefully you have a very wonderful weekend and enjoy. We're going to survive. We're going to get through this. I'm not just talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about the crazy weekend that we all have planned. Yeah, I do have a pretty crazy planned weekend ahead of me. But nonetheless, we're going to get through it. And we're going to do it all over again. But if you want to relive any of the glory that is this show or any of the shows you hear on 560 The Joe, Joe Rose, Greeny, Hawk and Crowder, Radio Rewind, you can get it for free. WQAM.com, the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, hit me up at Dan Day Radio on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine yards. I got you, and I have you again Monday, 6 o'clock, right here for 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.